0: Listener production. We popped
1: the lid on the Tupperware and it's past the sniff test. But it's still good. And now we're reheating it just for you. These are the best bits of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello
2: and welcome to another day of the cream that is uh, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, we are not back with a live, live show until Monday. And so this week we're just hanging out and giving you some great old, Look back at some of the people we've had. And yesterday, Matt, we said um, what's going to happen today is anybody's guess. We should have said what's happening today is anybody's guests, Because that's what we're going to be looking at the best of.
3: Yeah. And look, honestly, I pinch myself so often uh, when I think about some of the people we get to talk to and having a look at uh, today's selection of some of the best people that we've had a chat with, the best chats that we've had over the past 18 months. It's just so awesome to see the, the range of people that we get to talk to. Um, you know, from superstars like Mel C uh, to complete unknowns like Reese Nicholson. Uh, very <laughs> very <laughs> well, yeah, Is sure, that,
2: sure. Some may dispute less that. let the cream
3: of the crop and more just the the watery off milk at the bottom of the carton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, Reese was incredible. hence him making it in there. We're also going to be looking back at the time we had G Flip on the show and surprised her with a very special guest who uh, her and myself were super excited about. And uh, comedian superstar Daniel Sloss was also very very funny when he joined us and told us a really um, a really interesting story about the person he is currently dating and how he kind of already knew her and her family. And so you'll be able to hear that and more on uh, All Day Breakfast today. Let's get stuck into it.
4: Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we
2: go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. The last few weeks, myself and uh, my wonderful partner Woods have sat down in front of uh, the stand screen and checked out RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under for the flamboyant costumes, for the incredible puns, but one of my favourite people is also on that show and his name is Reese Nicholson and he joins us right now ahead, oh. <laughs> ahead of the finale tomorrow. Reese, hello. Hi,
0: boys.
3: Yay, finale. Yay. <laughs> I mean, are you feeling excited? It's, it must have been quite a journey to uh, be a part of this show. Yeah, truly though.
0: Like, absolutely. Journey is the right word. Uh, it Like, considering how quickly I was involved in it as well, like, I was literally... <laughs> Uh, I think, like, and it was like the... the Remember the deep, the deep dark times of lockdown when um, we who uh, didn't have a podcast uh, would be like, hmm, maybe I'll make a podcast. Uh, you know, like those types of times. Um, yep. uh, and you're like, maybe I'll make it about, like, Marvel movies and I'll watch all the... Mar- oh, there's no money in that. Um, and you start to wonder, I wonder if comedy's ever coming back. And then uh, I found out I was on a very long list and then the list got shorter and shorter. And then one day... Um, uh, uh, my agent, uh, who uh, a bunch of us on this uh, Zoom know, uh, called me on a Sunday morning before nine, which is no one wants a call from their agent before nine. Either
3: scary or good.
0: If your agent calls you, you're pretty sure you've been cancelled at that yeah. time yeah. of the day. It's, <laughs> like, it's, like,
3: it's like you've either missed a flight, you've been cancelled, or something yeah.
2: terrible yeah. other
0: oh, thing found has happened. The, they've found the tweets. They've found the tweets. <laughs> And it's over.
2: Have you have you had to do a, a tweet audit and go back and just yeah, uh, scrub out suite? a few things?
0: Oh mate, I uh, <laughs> like there was no there was no specific thing. Like, but I feel like everyone, like we're around the same age. Twitter came out, like I got a Twitter account when I was 17.
2: So it's like It's like giving a toddler a flamethrower.
0: Yeah, 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 but you know, um, stronger words. Uh, well, no, yeah, it's like I, there's it's like this, stuff in there.
2: Imagine if
3: someone showed you into a dark cave, in which you could say whatever you wanted because nobody else is in the dark cave. Yeah. So you're just yeah. saying stuff. Just saying And then anything. you're like, and then, then like. 12 years later, someone's like, by the way, that stuff is still echoing in that cave. Yeah, yeah. you're like, no, yeah. no, yeah. I was just saying and, stuff.
0: And the local villagers are not pleased with what they heard
3: in the echo <laughs>
2: in that cave. You've the, the monster. <laughs> yeah. The vampire oh, bats will fly out of all Forget the nooks the and crannies. Yeah. Yeah. We, we and then some someone ate chats. that bat
3: and that was COVID. <laughs> We had great chats in the backstage of the comedy store, me and Reese Nicholson. That Shut I- the hell <laughs> up. Shut up, man. Shut well, up. Let's man. Get back I would to- never hope that we ever talk about it ever again. Shut let's, up, man.
2: Let's get back to RuPaul because this is incredible, Reese, that you, that you are on here alongside Ru when, and you and I used to be housemates And I remember walking into the kitchen one time, you were making a cheesecake. that's what
0: we're calling it, sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Walking into the kitchen, you were making a cheesecake and watching this show. And I'm like, what's this show? And you taught me about RuPaul's Drag Race. You have been such a fan for such a long time. How did you hold it together when you got through two weeks of quarantine in New Zealand to go and film? And then you got on set and you met Michelle and Ru and realised that you were a part of this show.
0: Well, it is, like, bizarre because you get these types of jobs. I mean, you you never expect to get these types of jobs. And then you find out, like, because at first it even wasn't clear, like, is Rue and Michelle, are they in the show or is it, like, a kind of locally hosted thing? And then, no, I found out that, no, it's going to be Rue. And um, you kind of, I don't know if you guys are the same, but, like, if you're pretty sure you're going to meet a very, very, very famous person, like, icon-level person, you prepare yourself to be, like, well, they're probably a
3: monster. You know you you're have like to. It, is, it is something that probably. you. You just want to make sure that you don't get disappointed because so yeah. often you do get disappointed. So you like to do it very with
0: anyone low. these days. I'll just start <laughs> with anyone I talk to, you're probably a monster. <laughs> and if they surprise me, which we're coming back to Twitter. Uh, no, but then um, uh, but no, then the first thing Rupaul said to me, and I think I might have said this in the press release maybe, but it was true, walked in the studio and Rupaul in full drag said, Hi, Rhys. Welcome to the family. And it was oh. like, oh. and I flooded my basement. Uh, and flooded
3: uh, your basement. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> visceral. Never heard that
0: before.
2: Okay. Is, that, is anyway. that a common term, or is that a is that a drag actually, in the term? Drag world, not... it, kind of, it actually <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. is. I gotta say, well, I've been okay. learning Famous. a lot of things about the drag world. You know, there's the <laughs> you go and untuck in the workroom. Those kind of things. Mm. Um, are there any but phrases before that you, you have to tuck? You must tuck and then untuck, uh, which refers yeah. to um, ensuring that all of the uh, the female form is is as as it should be in this particular yeah, instance. that
0: all baggage is in the overhead locker, I'd <laughs> say, is probably the...
2: Or under the seat in front of you, really. <laughs> or under the seat
0: in front of you.
3: Under the seat behind
0: you is actually the way it works. It's just under, <laughs> under your seat. It's just under and inside your seat. Well, one of the greatest,
2: <laughs> the best things from the previous episode was, no words, it was just Reese Nicholson's facial expressions at a particular pole dancing performance which took place, which only afterwards I realised that with the baggage under the seat in front or behind, oh, yeah. in order to straddle a pole, oh. it would have been some sort of, of physical miracle to be able to do that.
0: Well, because, okay, I mean, I won't go into the specifics because but do you actually know, like, so tucking, it's not just, you're not just tucking it back there. It's like... Did you ever do a thing when you were a kid? I feel like all boys did this at one time. Where you, you can like you like Your balls it. go up. Your balls go up in there. Like there's like a cavity in there. Yeah. 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 And and then you <gasps> we, tape it. I mean that's but
2: not isn't everyone that, does it. We this, did. But bring, but but most but isn't there no. a
3: fear that it's going to go fully up into your stomach like I thought that's yeah, like
2: Yeah, we we talked about this on the podcast a few months ago how it's possible I don't to do know. that. Like, yeah. can, they can ascend. Yeah, they
0: can ascend. So they go up, they don't go back. I mean, there's all up and back. I mean, look, there's everyone has workplace casualties. You know, there's everyone, there's risks. Um, there's just a, perhaps a higher risk. But, yeah, so Scarlett Adams was doing this pole dance. Um, and, yeah, there is a risk, I guess, in that situation of at least some bubbling. Uh, I would call it around the edges of the, uh, like, why? Every time I come with this podcast, it's such a good, classy, wholesome podcast. And as soon as I talk, and the problem is we've known each other for so long, the three of us, and then all of this comes out. Um, But uh, I'm a very good person. Uh, As proven by, I, you know, some reactions in in reality shows, you kind of like, you amp up a little bit to kind of be, it was so shocking to me. And also I was so like, had, had been, had a stressful time on the show that watching a drag queen um, with a very small G-string on do a proper pole dance in front of me at like four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> in a very cold studio, <laughs> kind of caused me to have a small mental breakdown on camera like there's the footage is if you've seen the episode you would know like I do lose my mind a little bit and it's all real like the and my, my fiance Kara was kind of teasing me about it yesterday so like because I was just I, at one point I muttered to myself forgetting that I was mic'd I don't think I should be watching this <laughs> like that was my like visceral response of like this weird conservative like clutching my pearls but you know <laughs> Every blossom may bloom. <gasps> in
3: death. So you've got you've got the um you've got the final. Tell us, is there anything you can, uh, you know, what what can people expect?
0: Imagine if I just said the winner now, and then and then just closed my laptop and walked away. And please no,
3: don't, please don't. We 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 want to we want to watch it in uh, real time. But yeah, is there anything we can expect? Well, I think it's like I think
0: you can be like the whole series, just really excited about. Australian drag like Mm. you know this sounds like I'm kind of walking a company line but it is truly something that I'm like really passionate about and like I keep kind of saying to people you know online and stuff is like enjoy the show it is such a great and important and magical show but then after you finish watching the grand finale tomorrow go and find a drag show and watch Mm. it live Mm. and support the queens that are not only on the show but are not on the show and will be on the. you know what I mean like it's kind of that it's that thing of You know, I guess an example for us is like, don't just watch the gala, but do watch the gala, but go (laughs) and see some comedy sometime. Absolutely. Because you start to get this idea of what comedy is and what drag is. And it is all the things that are on the show, but it is also this whole other, like, especially Australian drag is so
3: weird and crazy, you want to discover people before they're on the show, you know?
2: You want to make yeah. it
3: like, you want to find them on their way up before they make it to the top and be a part of this
2: huge, huge series. So This, this huge family, yeah. which now you're a part of, Reese Nicholson. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't bother scrolling through my tweets. I deleted them all. <laughs> <laughs> Got that. Reese Nicholson, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck uh, for RuPaul final tomorrow. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you again here at All Day Breakfast.
0: Bye, boys. Thank you. Hopefully I'm going to win. <laughs>
2: It's
1: a best bits breakfast buffet. What tasty treats shall we indulge in next?
5: Maybe this one.
2: Matt O'Kine, so excited to be having a chat to one of Australia's best musos at the moment. She's got a new song called "You and I" out. Her debut single about you came out two years ago, and uh, her album about us nabbed her a couple of arias in the uh, in the mix as well. Uh, this is the new song. I You and I, it's her mum's favourite. She's one of our favourites. It's G Flip. Hello, G Flip.
1: Yo, what's up, boys?
3: Oh, not much.
2: We're just uh, admiring
3: the background of your uh, Zoom at the moment. You've got some balloons in the background. Uh, so that you mentioned that were for your birthday recently. Was there a, was there a big celebration?
1: Not really, because I'm in Melbourne. So I've only got my bubble buddy that I can see. So it was a pretty sad birthday. But no, it was actually, I had a great time. I had a good time.
2: Who's the bubble bud? Who got the big tap on the shoulder to uh, to be your companion through this turmoil?
1: My best mate and cousin, Shah. Oh, so she, nice. Yeah, she comes over. She brings her cat. We hang out. Um, otherwise, I'm just doing this a lot, Zoom chats. I tell you what,
2: cats on my walks have been just what I've been <laughs> hanging on to Flip, for this whole time. I've been patting them all. It's been wonderful. Have you, is the cat nice and cute and receptive to Pats?
1: No, it, it, it's freaked out from being so high up in my apartment. So it just like chills under the bed, which oh. is pretty sad. But.
2: Oh.
3: I did notice that you, uh, it looked like you just moved into a new place. Yeah,
1: I just moved into like an apartment and moved out of my mum's house that I've been in. I was actually meant to move like to LA, but then COVID hit like two days before I was about to leave and then I was stuck with like mum and my stepdad and I was like, I haven't been home for like two years I've been on the road. I've not been in this environment for this long. And I was like, it's time for me to move out. And I bought <laughs> new appliances, which is fun.
3: Well, let's talk about the song, G Flip. Let's talk about your new song. Um, it is called UNI and it's, uh, it's turning into quite the, well, it is quite the anthem really. Where did this song first uh, originate?
1: Yeah, I wrote this song in June of 2018, so a good two and a bit years ago, and it came about because my ex-girlfriend was like, all of the songs you release about us are like breakup songs, can you just write a nice love song? And I was like, okay, baby, and then I wrote this song and now I've released it. Like two years later, and we're broken up. So oh, no, it's just like sad.
2: But <laughs> that's always that's the tough thing. Being a muse as well is just having or any sort of artist putting putting your life and being vulnerable with your emotions and feelings and putting it out to the world, and then having the things behind the scenes not necessarily match up in sync with uh, with what's coming out. I guess two years it's given you a bit of bit of time and a bit of perspective. How do, how does it feel now? Sort of uh, re re discussing those feelings.
1: Um. No, it's been chill. I'm so used to the song and it's, like, my mum's favourite song and all my family members' favourite song. So I was just keen to, like, get it out. And I used to play it um, on tour and everyone's always been like, can you release that song? So I was like, all right, here you go, guys. So, yeah, it's out in the world now.
3: Have you ever had any just times over the last few months where you've just literally sat down and listened to it and thought about all the memories?
1: Not really. For me, it's like... Cause it's kind of like upbeat and dancey. I kind of just like vibe out to the rhythm. I haven't (laughs) like got sad in my feelings. I don't normally listen to my songs and like think about feelings or memories. That's more like when I'm listening to silence. I can get rid
3: really yeah upset. right. <laughs> yeah, when well, there's nothing going on,
2: yeah, yeah. Are you the kind of person that um like puts on music all the time? Do you do you get much time for silence? Like do you listen in the car or like going to I used to listen to music going to sleep all the time? Yeah, Like you turn on? Up, you
3: walk into the house and turn the TV on just to have the presence <laughs> and the sound around. Are you that person?
1: Oh, I have it all linked up to Alexa so I can go on a walk and then like before I get in the door I'm choosing what music I'm gonna have playing when I walk in the door.
2: Because <laughs> I've never had one of those. Like if you said out loud now, Alexa, play my most played song, would something just start playing?
1: I reckon. Hey Alexa, play my most played song on Spotify. Your life song's from
2: Spotify. What's it gonna be?
1: Oh, it's playing something.
2: <laughs> what is it? <laughs> What
1: are, what are I think songs? she she got it mixed up. She's playing my my liked songs, not my most oh, played well that's, songs. Oh,
2: that's interesting. The one that you've liked most recently. Yeah, what, what is d- that? What is it? It's
1: Nao adore you. Oh yeah yeah
2: yeah. I've seen that pop up in one of those um playlists. <laughs> it's a bit were you, sexy. We're you just getting yeah. an insight yeah, into uh, <laughs> yeah, looks like on that one. That was weird. Have, have you been listening too much in your COVID? What what sort of big musical finds have you had recently?
1: Um, this chick um, from the States called Payday. She's really awesome. I think she's like 17. She kind of raps a bit, kind of poppy, but like kooky. It's really sick. Um, also... uh, Did you have Oh, no, I was just
3: gonna. That's like our cue to say, I'm gonna ask a question after that. That that. (laughs) No, I was gonna ask whether you're a slider, whether you slide into DMs of people that you like.
1: Yeah, I normally like will be like, oh, normally I post about it. So I'll be like, this song's dope, just so people who follow me can go listen to the same music. I've also got like a Spotify playlist of all the songs I'm listening to lately. But yeah, I totally will tell them. I reckon I creep some people out because I'm big on voice memos because I can't be typing.
4: Oh, so yeah.
1: So I in a voice memo being like, oh my god, this song's sick. And I reckon there's people like around the world that are like, oh my god, this crazy Australian woman <laughs> who's like yelling at
2: me. Well, you've got to chat to lots of international people recently. I was having to listen. I mean, you're going to put us out of a job, so I shouldn't really advertise this, but G Flip Radio has been a thing over the last little while. I was listening to one from August and people are calling in from Minnesota just going, you're going to take over the world, G. Like, you've been interacting with a lot of fans from everywhere. How, how's that been going? Yeah,
1: it's it's been fun. I do this like YouTube thing where random people from around the world call in. It seems to be a lot of people from the States call in, which I didn't know that anyone even knew my music on that side of the world. So it's cool.
2: G Flip, thank you so much for chatting to us. Really appreciate you joining us on All Day Breakfast. The new single, You and I, is out right now. We've got to actually jump off because we have our new guest coming on. But um, are you excited about the weekend of footy this weekend?
1: I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so... I'm about to watch the replay from last weekend
2: just to pet myself up. Oh, really? <laughs> what a game. You are a Pies supporter and last week Collingwood beating the West Coast Eagles unbelievably by a point. I was on the edge of a seat because I'm a Collingwood fan as well, which is why I'm quite excited that our next guest is actually uh, the backman for Collingwood Magpies, Darcy Moore. Um, oh, really? Who's actually <gasps> going to pop in right now. <laughs> Darcy, <laughs> how are you, mate? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my man? Sorry, we're just wrapping things up with G Flip here on the on the potty. But um thanks so much for joining us, G Flip. You're a pies fan, though.
1: Yeah, G Flip. Hey, Darcy, what's up?
3: What are the balloons for? Are they for the new song?
1: Um, yeah, new song, and then it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago, or last week. Love
3: it. Nice. nice. Happy birthday.
1: Oh. Thanks. <laughs> now Darcy,
3: are you a fan of G Flip's work? You're familiar with her with her work? I am, yeah. I've been listening uh I've been listening to your song all morning just to uh, prepare for this uh, this little uh, surprise. So yeah, I'm loving it. Awesome. That's
1: so cool. I've been listening to my theme song all morning.
2: So well, <laughs> well from our chat starts, you could be expecting a few excited voice memos from G Flip uh, when you uh, play very well this week. I'm sure. But she was just saying she's about to watch the replay of the Eagles match. It was a huge game. You better. You, did you watch it at the time, G Flip? What's your report of the match?
1: Oh. Cliffhanger! I was on the edge of my seat. It was crazy. I was standing like right in front of the TV, just like glued to it. It was it was awesome. So good to be the Eagles, especially over there. Like, oh god, it was great. It was so good.
3: <laughs> what are your how were your memories th- from the game, Darcy? How did you how did you feel about it? Yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a crazy game. It was um, even the lead up was crazy. Like they made us fly over to Western Australia seven days before the game, um, basically processed us through the airport with police and then sent us into a quarantine facility. So we were stuck in a quarantine facility. Half the, half the team were living in caravans in the car park um, of this quarantine facility because they didn't have enough rooms for us all. Um, so we were lumped in there for seven days and they finally let us out after the seventh day to go to Optus to play. And then we got thrown to the wolves in front of 30,000 Western Australians who were calling us all the dirty magpies because they thought we're all infected with coronavirus.
2: <laughs> um, and then we bloody beat them by a point. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Yes. <laughs> Any last uh, words of encouragement for the weekend? G flip for Darcy before we let you go?
1: Oh, just, yeah. Rough them up. Let's go. Let's just. I'll <laughs> be like, so wrapped. In, oh, I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> That'll be Always, great. I'll pass that on to the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In the huddle, just get the big G flip. G up. G says F and win. All right, let's do it. <laughs> win. Thanks so much. <laughs> win. Thanks so much, G Flip. We'll chat uh, to you soon. And thank, thanks again for taking the time.
1: See you, group.
2: Bye. All day breakfast.
1: You guys are having some time off to clear the backlog on their Netflix queue. So, in the meantime, here are some of their best bits. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
2: Now, Matt O'Kine, every now and again you get to talk to someone who, uh, unbeknownst to them, has been with you their entire life. I remember dancing alongside this to- song to my sister growing up. If you want to be madder- And then when I moved into high school, became a bit of a moody teenager, I used to absolutely rinse 100% hits Best of 2000, which included this song. And then you get a little bit older, you start hitting the pubs, you start doing a bit of karaoke, and my go-to was this brilliant duet... And then just a couple of months ago, I hosted an online exercise class with plenty of people, and a song which had the best dance moves of any pop song of the last, you know, 30 years was this song. So we've come full circle. And now we get to chat to someone who is releasing even more new music for us today. This is her latest song, In and Out of Love. I go in the Can you believe it? Sporty Spice herself, Melanie C, joining us at All Day Breakfast, hey Mel.
5: Hi, how you doing?
2: I'm so great going on that musical journey uh, just there with you. I'm I know. Last... I
5: felt like my life flushed before my eyes, <laughs> before my ears.
3: <laughs> oh, it's been incredible, though. I mean, you had, you've had, have had such an amazing journey. You're back now with a uh, brand-new album, Melanie C. And uh, tell us all about the album. I mean, uh, you know, the thing that first struck me from this album, the very first line, of the very first song that I listened to, Who I Am, it was like whoa, you really, you came out of the blocks hard. The very first line, I was building up my Mm armour so I could fit in and, I mean, it just sounded so personal.
5: Yeah, do you know what? I think every album I've ever made, I've been really honest at that time in my life, but I think I've just come to this point With lots of great things, I had the most incredible 2019. It really made me feel really reflective and nostalgic. And look at all the things I've achieved, you know. I've done amazing things throughout my life. And I wanted to make a record that really expressed that and was empowering. And I wanted to make people dance. So I just wanted that combination (laughs) of like, you know, great pop dance music, but with thoughtful lyrics. And I'm so happy because I just think it's worked out really well.
2: Well, also in the first song, you're mentioning the two sides of you. Who are the two sides of Mel C? Ah,
5: uh, do you know what? There's more than two. <laughs> <I think laughs> All right, are you there more was.
2: of a hexagon?
5: Are yeah. you, uh, what are you, Mel? Do <laughs> uh, you know what? I think we don't give ourselves credit for like how adaptable we are, you know, and, and how many incredible things that we're capable of. and And that was something else I wanted to explore as well and, You know we're we're a different person with our kids than we are with our parents and our friends and our colleagues and and you know and that's cool you know we are so many things so this is kind of me just putting it all out there you know finally (laughs) comfortable in my own skin
2: (laughs) well something i couldn't help but notice through the uh, latest melody c album is it's dat bass it is throughout the album. It's grooving. It made it maybe put the bass face on. Um, who, who was playing the bass? How, how did the bass come into it? And uh, what made you uh, really want to lather it on during the, the latest uh, release? Well,
5: I love my bass. Like you, get your bass <laughs> face on and get moving. Would you say you're a bassline junkie? I I think I am a baseline junkie, yeah, (laughs) definitely, yeah. It just gets you right in the pit of your soul, doesn't it? But um, with with this album, you know, I started DJing about two and a half years ago. And I I mean, back in the day, in the 90s, I was a raver. I was in my late teens, early 20s. I was going out raving, loving it. Oh,
2: uh, really? Um, that 90s British rave scene would be intense, <laughs> <laughs> was, um, and, Well Was, and like, I
3: mean,
5: do you have a memorable, the most memorable rave that you went to? That- um, I think it was probably the first one I went to because I was like, I discovered rave music when I was on holiday. I was in Spain on holiday with my, with my college mates. I'm like, all the bars were playing like this crazy dance music and everyone was like dancing really weird and I was like what is this and then when we came home there was these girls who were going out to these warehouse parties and they were like do you want to come to one and we were like yeah and we like walked <laughs> in and it was just like what's going on and that just started this love
2: affair with dance music and house music uh, Mel St, me, myself and Matt here put on a few rave parties around Australia a couple of years ago and we drop a bit of Born Slippy in the mix and I tell you what <laughs> Ooh, the, the lights nice. are going everywhere it's, it's uh, yeah. a real treat when that one comes on What what's your go to when you're uh when you're putting on a, a Mel C DJ set?
5: I'm a big prodigy fan. So oh, yeah. Yes. So it would be oh. maybe out of space, a bit of Firestarter. If you're gonna go old school, a bit of your love is that's one of my favorites. Yeah, great bit of Italian um, piano house in there as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being from the UK as well as a Prodigy, I'm sure you cross paths. Did you ever hit them up for a uh, for you know, a collab back in the day. Oh my
5: gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I, you know yeah. what? I love those boys. Well, a, a really good friend of mine is is married to Liam, um, Natalie from All Saints. Um, so yeah, I do know them and have seen them many, many times. It's funny, the first time I saw them was up like where I live, up in the north and it was like in the 90s. It was before the Spice Girls. I think I was kind of like, I was maybe about 18, 19 and they were doing a PA, a rave, like a club rave. And... Um, um, yeah, and then the last time I saw them was a, a huge, you know, now they're like a stadium, like yeah. big festival headlining mm. show. So, uh, yeah, it's been amazing to watch that meteoric rise.
2: Oh, that's huge. But, well, you do have a cool collab on the album. Can you tell us a little about the, a bit about the song Fearless with uh, Nadia Rose? It ain't
5: a crime to be feeling yourself. No better time to excel. No better moment to rip your
2: world it <laughs> seems like, you, you know, you could collaborate with anyone and you, you picked this particular artist. What was it about Nadia that really drew you to her and what did she bring to that track?
5: I love Nadia. She's incredible. She's a grime artist, MC and a producer. She's from Croydon, just outside London here in the UK. And I saw her on a documentary about women and I just absolutely loved her attitude. She's really positive and she's really self-assured and she's making great music. She's an incredible rapper and I was like, wow, I started like looking at all her stuff. She's made some great videos, check out squads. It kind of went viral on YouTube. She's brilliant. And then I was DJing at this party in London and I was leaving and someone came running after me. I could hear these footsteps coming after me and I turned around <laughs> and it was her. And I was what? like, that's so weird. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all of the collaborations I've had in my career, Lisa Lefter Lopez, Brian Adams, they've all just happened like kind of just really organically and, and, you know, I haven't kind of sought them out. It's just kind of landed at my feet. And there was Nadia and I was just like, I love this girl. I wonder whether she'd be up for like trying something out in the studio. So I asked her and and we've got into the studio and we just created this beautiful song and we just shot a video like two days ago. We shot a video for Fearless and I'm so excited. I saw like some of the rushes. It looks beautiful, and we had the most awesome day. And she, she's brilliant. I can't wait for people to see and hear that. So, I
3: mean, with the album, you—I've read that you mentioned a lot of that drive to work with some really exciting young emerging talents like Nadia, other producers as well, um, working with young female talent. What are you? What have you learned from them in this process that differs from when you were their age going through the, the industry?
5: Do you know what it's done? It's kind of reminded me about the enthusiasm and the ambition. I think sometimes when you've had a long career, you can sometimes feel like maybe my time's up, you know, maybe it's time for me to move over and to to let these young people come through. But I think the way that music and entertainment is right now, there's room for everybody, And I think as a more mature artist, you have different things to offer. But I just really was um, taken, like, back to my youth working with these people. They have really different influences. A lot of them were Spice Girls fans in their youth, which was really lovely. (laughs) But for me, it just made me feel like, you know what? You should never stop being ambitious. You should never stop making dreams, you know? Um, Mm. and, and And I can't thank them enough for that. I think it's really important to remember that.
3: Yeah, incredible. What about your your? Oh,
5: I've lost your. Sorry, we lost you there, Matt. Audio. He
2: looks like he's asking a very involved question as well. I there, know but. it looked
5: really. Well, how about I'll ask
2: you a question, Mel? You know, including myself, you've given fans of the Spice Girls and your music so much over the years. But what have what have the the fans of the music given you? What are some things you can look at that uh, these these incredible people have? Uh, you've come back through the other other direction.
5: You know what? Fans are amazing and they have made me realise really important things about my work that I never would have expected. And to hear how music affects them, how it gives them strength. the support is amazing. During the Spice shows last year, we had flags from all over the world (laughs) in those stadiums and, you know, to know that people, people coming from Australia, I mean, you guys are far away. <laughs> and people are coming to London, they're coming to the shows and it's just that dedication and that love and support is, is like, yeah, you can never thank people enough for that.
2: Incredible. I think we've got Matt back. Are you there, Matt? Hello.
3: Yes. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Um, stupid Zoom. <laughs> uh, but it did make me think of something when I was cut out there, Mel. Yes. Um, has anything ever cut out on you? Have you ever had a big tech issue? Stuff something up. You know
5: what? We are all dealing with this COVID nonsense, aren't we? And I, I did some live Q and As, and my Wi Fi went down. I had to like reschedule one, and yeah, I mean, it's so frustrating. Every day, there seems to be a new issue. This, all this, this technical <laughs> new world we inhabit. Has
2: anything happened on stage before when you've been performing? Has a mic not worked? Does a backdrop come down the wrong direction? What's what's happened in that world?
5: We had quite a few lifts in the Spice Girl shows last year. And there was one, we came up, there was this really beautiful moment. We'd just done a costume change and we'd come up right centre stage on this lift for Viva Forever. And it was this beautiful, like, big orchestral intro. And the lift stuck halfway, so you could just kind of see us from, like, the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, quite
3: uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. no. It just looks like you were ordering something at a pool bar. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, we'll Thank you very much for uh, having a chat to us today on All Day Breakfast. Really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much for uh, hanging out. And um, yeah, when when things uh, settle down a little bit, we'll hopefully see you back in Australia soon.
5: Thank you so Cheers. much. Take care.
2: Bye.
5: Bye. <laughs> These are the best bits of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
2: Madoka, it's time to welcome to the show one of our favourite comedians here at All Day Breakfast. His name is Daniel Sloss, and he joins us live from his hotel room right now. G'day, Daniel. Hiya, yeah. Daniel. What's your What's
3: your hotel quarantine vibe been like so far? What, where do we catch you? What day, and what's the vibe like? <laughs>
4: Uh, day six, and I'm still doing okay. And look, I'm not suggesting that quarantine is easy, but quarantine as a zedless celebrity is easier <laughs> than it is for the rest <laughs> of the people in this hotel, because uh, I've got I've got a balcony, which I get to go out and stand out. Whenever oh, I want. The tennis players yeah. didn't
2: even get one of them. Oh, oh, wow. Well,
4: maybe they're not as talented as I am. Maybe <laughs> they should do some self-reflection and bring comedy to the world instead of that silly sport. Uh, <laughs> I don't know so I'm allowed to go to the balcony the reason I was late to this interview and again I'm sorry for being late was because uh, every day I go to my balcony and some fans have uh, worked out from my Instagram videos where my hotel is what? so I've just been doing the YMCA with a bunch of fans <laughs> across the road are they still there? Are can we see, see them? Are they- no, I'm, I, they've, they've gone now they've literally just gone oh, okay. like every, every day at two like I, I do it on my Instagram every day but just I, I didn't think anyone would turn up but every day like at least <laughs> three or four people are turning up just to wave to a sad lonely Scottish man in a hotel room Here <laughs> I
3: am thinking oh you know he's you know worldwide touring comedian he's probably talking to Graham Norton or something On and then you're just out in the front <laughs> uh, MC yeah, see, yeah. The worst thing was
4: right, the, the, like uh, one of the people who was dancing outside messaged me and and like because we just wait. there's only so much waving you can do before you go I mean well that's that's this over <laughs> like we've done we've done the thing and she messaged being like, do you know the YMCA? And I'm like, who doesn't know the YMCA, <laughs> like what, what ridiculous, no, no, It's how complicated is it, I've not been on TikTok, is that a new song?
2: <laughs> Goodness me, and is it going to now extend to different large movement dances, are we going to get into the Macarena, are we going to get into the Nutbush every day, what, well, you have only in day six, I mean, it could deteriorate into all sorts of things.
4: Who knows, I mean, at this stage, I think the more insane I go in isolation, the more I'll just, uh, I'll just get better Maybe I'll start stripping. Maybe that'll do the thing. <laughs> oh! when, when the hotel phones me up and they're like, okay, we have to revoke your balcony rights at this point. Like, they're just, <laughs> they're not for you anymore.
2: A little bit of, well, Magic Mike, the musical has come to Australia. Uh, so potentially you could get a bit of uh, training in for that one, Daniel. That'd be great.
4: Oh, God, imagine the disappointment in all of those women's faces <laughs> if they turned up to see Magic Mike and just a pasty Scottish boy walks out being like, hello, I'm a sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here yeah. to do a dance for you.
3: Magic Mike, more disappointing Daniel. That would be yes. the... Uh, <laughs> that would be the... Uh, but, um, hey, uh, Daniel Sloss, I had to stop watching your shows after I saw everyone talking about jigsaw and <laughs> and i have you know i'm you in a relationship <laughs> and i was cowards. i am a coward because i was like <laughs> i literally was like i can't i can't chance watching this show because everyone's breaking up over this show but now you're in a relationship you know I you're am, you're engaged I, and do you get nervous at the thought of your own your show, show breaking you up <laughs>
4: Uh, No, no, because again, the show was never designed to break people up. It's just a happy coincidence that I (laughs) bask in the glory of every single day. Um, No, the amount of people after I proposed to my fiancé, they were like, oh my God, you're a hypocrite. And I'm like, well, you didn't watch the show then because at (laughs) no point did I ever say love didn't exist. I just said that most of you haven't found it and you're lying to yourselves.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I... <laughs>
4: I happen to know my girlfriend is dead. Well, my fiance is definitely the one because we've been through some, uh, well, some slightly controversial uh, times in our relationship. Do me a favor, Mac. Uh, could you just, could you ask me how I uh, met my, my fiance?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. How did you meet your fiance?
4: Oh, she's my ex girlfriend's younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So,
2: so controversial times. <clears throat> yeah, so, like,
4: we got through that bit. It's going to take a lot to break us up at this point. Like, her <laughs> parents are the most patient and loving people in the world. When I went to re-meet them for the second time, <laughs> like, when, after, like, seven years.
2: Right, it would been seven years and you came back to dinner.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, get, I get that. Look, I don't get nervous much, right? Very rarely do I do. But standing on that doorstep when she was like, are you ready? I'm like, no, because there, <laughs> like, there's no way I come out looking good in this. And her mum opens the door, she gives me a big hug and she whispers in my ear, nice to meet you again. Oh. And then like <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and the, the hug went on for like five seconds and her dad pulled me away and be like, that's enough. You're not getting the third. That's not... <point."> Okay,
3: so new show, though. Um, it's yeah. called Hubris uh, after the Greek,
4: um, the Greek hero, the Greek is it? No, no, it's the it's a it's a Greek uh, what, It come from Greek mythology. It's excessive pride or self confidence, but it comes from whenever there was a mortal who uh, dared to compare him or herself to the gods and thought they were better or equal to the gods. The gods would smite them down in profound and horrific ways, and <laughs> uh,
2: and that's very much me because I compare myself to God every single day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all in His image, and so. That's the or her image. You never know. Yeah. And so, um, where did you teeter on the what line of getting a little bit too big for your britches, Daniel? Oh, I mean, Matt's known me for several years. He can answer that question. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've uh, i always liked to uh, tread the line of 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 confidence and uh, an arrogance. I because it's 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 fun to. But it's fun to be confident and it's very easy to fake it as well. Mm. Like there's, uh, and, and like in my in my life normally, like I'm, I'm, I'm confident in general, but, you know, I've, I've got worries and fears and anxieties like everyone else. But when I'm on stage, I just like filling the boots of, I'm here and I'm the absolute best. It's just <laughs> a, it's a nice sort of escapism for, you know, half well, an hour to 90 minutes. And I mean, then obviously last year, all of that was taken away from, me.
2: Well, that's it. I mean, Daniel, you're such an insightful dude and you like to look at things quite deeply. What have you discovered about yourself and I guess humans more generally uh, after going through this pandemic time? Uh- I'm a
4: psychopath. Like, I, I I have no idea how my fiance puts up with me. Like, Because I'd gone from, like, a really, really big tour to then, like, doing nothing. And I was like, good, I've got some time off, and I'll be good at time off. I've not had time off for 10 years. I have no idea how to do nothing. So yeah. it's just like my my fiance's working from home every single day during this pandemic and I'm just sort of wandering around trying to remember what hobbies I used to have <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> but then also like because like all of my self-confidence over the years has come from the love and approval of strangers mm. and when they disappeared, turns out I have no idea how to fill myself with that confidence <laughs> so I'm just tapping my poor fiance on the shoulder she's the only breadwinner in her house at the moment and I'm just tapping her cu- Good, like hey, hey, I need you to give me the love of a thousand strangers. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> otherwise, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have a mental breakdown. Can you stop what you're doing? No, you're working, that's fair. Sorry for bothering you. I'll go get lunch ready, shall I? <laughs> it's
3: it's so like it's like when you yeah, you think you can handle doing nothing, or even like mm. when I go, when I go, you know what, I'm gonna cut out social media. I don't need social media, and then I and then I go. What the hell am I going to do on the internet? And I have nothing to actually do on the internet. There's there's nothing. Yeah. I go. What do people do on this? I, like the whole world of knowledge at my fingertips. I'm like
4: news.com. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what it, to do. It, 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 I've, it was a. I mean, it was a slow, slow process of me just learning to accept that. I'm a really boring person and the only interesting thing about me is stand-up. Did so, you do did
3: you learn a skill or do you, are you like a guitar player or did you learn dancing or anything? Uh, I knit.
4: Uh, I, you I, knit?
3: I, I, oh, that's right, you do knit. Yeah, I've seen yeah. you knit some incredible stuff. What, did you knit anything during your time off?
4: Uh, yeah, so like I'm, I'm now at the stage where a bunch of my uh, friends are, are having kids and everything. So just whenever one of them pops out a sprock, I, I knit them like a new blanket or something. Just, it's, not, it's not it's not great, but it's a baby. So it doesn't matter if the colours don't match and there's holes in it. They're just going <laughs> to dribble and poo on it or whatever they do.
3: <laughs> That's incredible. That's so cool. What got you into knitting?
4: Oh, toxic masculinity, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Kai Humphreys, who's uh, my best friend and uh, another comedian who supports me on tour, we were like uh, really drunk one New Year's Eve and we were just sort of. I was like, I'm better than you at everything. And he was like, well, no, that's not... I'm better at you than everything. And we got into this huge argument about, I'm more naturally talented. And he's like, yeah, but you don't commit to things. You're lazy. You give up. And we're having this for like... It's really heated debate for like two hours. And we're like, the only way we can settle this is if we both take up something neither of us have done for a year and see who's better at it by the end of the year. What do neither of us know how to do? And, And the answer is knitting. So we... We made a deal. We started in January uh, about two years ago and we said we have to knit each other a Christmas jumper by Christmas. Like, that's the goal (laughs) and we'll see who knits uh, the best jumper and he, absolutely wiped the floor with me oh. like oh man like the jumper he made me is remarkable like it's got a full image on it with like seven different colours that he oh had to like God. put into a spreadsheet to like learn it like how they do 8-bit images he had to learn all that meanwhile I knitted him a green sweater that my mum then sewed a hood onto because I couldn't be bothered oh, <laughs> so.
2: oh the commitment worked
4: yeah, well. yeah it was 100% he just looked like a big it was a big green Grinchy one and we both wore it on Christmas Day at our respective households and Um, I looked great and he must have looked like a moron he
3: looked like the tree people putting baubles on him (laughs) and starts it. Daniel Sloss thank you so much for uh, joining us on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast catch you next time man
2: thanks again thanks guys oh yes well thank you so much for listening to All Day Breakfast today the best of the guests um, was what we looked through um, so Yeah, so interesting Because we recorded that one with Mel C um, From the Spice Girls last August When I was doing it from home And Matt, you were um, you were just absolutely living it up Just tanning on Bondi Beach Whenever you could And um, how the tables turned in 12 months Yeah, turning like the
3: turntables do When Mel C's behind them uh, On the decks So, <laughs> yeah, look, that's, that's life And who knows where we'll be next August Uh, It is anyone's guess, but we know where we'll be tomorrow. Alex Dyson is back with you with another best of episode.
2: That's it. We'll join you then. Until that moment, goodbye.
5: Listener.